1: South Seas Healthcare, providing excellent health and well being for Pacific people and all communities. Your home for everything rugby league. This is Running It Straight with Tony Kemp and
2: Sam Hewitt on SENZ. Oh, that is rugby league.
1: Yeah, welcome into Running It Straight for another Wednesday, the 5th of July, and a uh, very interesting hour coming up between now and 3 o'clock. Uh, we're going to catch up with uh, Timmy Manor, the former uh, Parramatta Eels uh, prop, as well as New South Wales. Um, I'm going to talk to him, obviously, about this weekend's game between the Warriors and the Eels, but New South Wales as well, Kempy, and the reason why I think uh, Timmy Manor is so interesting, as you'll remember, he got his debut back in 2010 on a, on the off the back of a Game 3 uh, when Queensland had already run the series 2-0. So he is very familiar with the situation. Familiar ground. Yeah, a lot of these New South Wales players are going to find themselves in, and Freddie Fittler. Um So we are going to talk to him about both the Warriors and the Eagles and State of Origin. Was it Craig Bellamy that year for the New South Wales? Got oh, the sack? yeah.
3: Off the top of my head, Sammy. I think uh, it was. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not too sure. But yeah, was he got sacked after game two, though. I think, I think that's where Freddie's headed if he doesn't get this one. Yeah, and so they had an
1: interesting scenario where I think the board... The New South Wales board I p- think, picked the team. Yeah,
3: not. Yet. I see, I think that's the problem. Hmm. Like I do, I think that the problem's actually at a different level than where the coaches are at the moment. They've obviously got a system that's that's not quite uh, robust enough as Queensland, which is very, very transparent and uh, supportive of, of the players that they got playing for Queensland. And the other thing that they've got, um, which is a massive problem, is that they're, they're breaking down so many... Uh, relationships with players by changing so many players in and out that it's going to be so hard to fix going into the future. To be honest, I can see Queensland winning this for the next 10 years. Yeah, well I certainly
1: think they're going to win game three. Um, Nico Hines as well coming out talking about how difficult uh, the whole Origin experience was for him, only getting 10 minutes and feeling like he let the whole state down. Um, Clearly there's been a conversation breakdown
3: for me. He even said that. Yeah. Even said that. I'll never play for New South Wales because I let the team down. Like mm. But that's a conversation breakdown. Why wasn't you know Freddie exactly. you know,
1: telling him otherwise? Um I don't know. Uh, give you, uh, keep uh, get your texts coming in. Sorry on double eight double three, or you can drop a comment on our YouTube channel. Big shout out to everyone watching on YouTube live. Uh, yeah, give us your thoughts on the on the uh, State of Origin squads and where you think this is heading for Game Three next Wednesday uh, in New South Wales. Um, we do have Warriors Eels this weekend as well, which is an interesting matchup given the Eels have lost uh, some of their key men to State of Origin. It couldn't have come really at a better time for the Warriors, who fresh off that loss against the Roosters. Some people falling a little bit off the bandwagon. The TAB, though, um, have flipped the odds. Paulie Mawati on us with, uh, on with us this morning said it was a $1.59 to the Eels, $2.30 odd to the Warriors before the State of Origin teams came out. Can be the State of Origin teams come out and the odds have flipped. Warriors now a $1.59 favourites. A big question, though, whether or not Sean Johnson will play. Uh, before we catch up with Timmy Manor, though, in around about 10 minutes' time, we always start the show with uh, a little bit of a review of the round that has been over the weekend. Uh, let's maybe just quickly start with the Warriors, Kempi, and uh, our, our thoughts now three or four days on. Obviously, miserable conditions at Mount Smart uh, on Friday night, and the Warriors get uh, towed up by the South Sydney Rabbitohs. A lot of Warriors fans out there are a little bit worried, Kempi, which is funny. It's, it's one game, but it seems to have just uh, disrupted the apple cart a little bit.
3: Look, I think I think the worry the worrisome comes from that the fact that uh, the the Roosters came over here and, and basically, uh, in a in a game that the South Sydney um, showed on the weekend, did exactly the same thing to the Warriors, where they just showed up in the middle of the park and they they basically outmuscled them. And mm. and to do that twice in that in that type of weather, like you would seem to think, or you would tend to think that coming over here and the weather being. As it was, would have been a, an actual benefit to the Warriors saying, Well, you're coming to New Zealand, we turn the weather on, got 22,000 plus fans here, everything's in our favour. And then they get asked the question to muscle up. And that, that was the part that was really, uh, I guess, disappointing for me because they were um, transparent with the side that they picked, South and they picked a big bench, picked a Ford Pack um, that was, you, you just knew the game was going to be played early on through the middle of the park. Mm. And every one of those sales players showed up uh, uh, to play that type of football and the Warriors just couldn't stick with them, you know, we made too many errors. We we have been very good in the possession stakes. I think we were somewhere around 64% for the night. Um, and then on the back of that, it's a, real, it's a real good indication of how games go, Sammy. So you win the middle of the ruck, then... Cody Walker gets up in his kicking game and his running game and his passing game is spot on. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't win the ruck and Sean Johnson's out of the game. Yeah. You know it was that it was that, that um that transparent. So look, I think I think it was a good thing to happen now. I was just
1: going to ask do you think
3: it was a little bit of a blessing for the Warriors to oh, get a game I, like that out of the way. 100% because they they were asked the question and they didn't answer it. Now they've got an opportunity if it ever happens again. You know, Andrew Webster can go straight to them. And go, boys, been here twice now. We know what happens. We we just need to roll our sleeves up. And he mentioned that in the after-match function. You know, we went too lateral, too many times. I, you know, talked about it on Saturday night, um, sorry Friday night. That you should have just, you know, stayed in the middle of the park. And you should have mixed it, hmm. you know. And and they didn't get him in that first twenty minutes, and then South owned the the, the the rest of the game. And I think uh, as far as playing a depleted South side, and this is the problem you got this weekend. Don't talk about depleted Parramatta side. You know, we've just come up against South Sydney, who have had a lot of players, a lot of players out, and yet they went out there and did a number on the Warriors. So they come up against the Parramatta side with all these boys in the Origin side, um, possibly no Sean Johnson. It's a tough one to pick.
1: The other talking point from the weekend uh, was some of these big scores, the Sharks uh, tipping up the Dragons 52 points to 16, absolute clinic put on there in Cronulla, and then of course the Cowboys 74 points to nil over the West Tigers, a team that they lost to by 60 odd points uh, only yeah, a, a month and a half ago, that's that's a revenge result, that is uh, Kempy on the Tigers, and then the Knights 66 uh, points to nil over the Bulldogs. Um, we haven't seen scores like that this year, uh, really. Um, that sort of goes back to COVID times when you had a massive disparity between the top four and everyone else. Um, concerning times, obviously for the, for the Tigers and the Bulldogs. Um, and I, I do just wonder if that gap might open up just a little bit now towards the end of the season between those teams that are sort of challenging for the eight, maybe one through 10, and the teams that are sort of sitting outside of it.
3: Well, let's let's talk about the Bulldogs first. They're they're in a rebuilt, rebuilding phase, and they've had a heap of injury, so they haven't got anywhere near their first team out there on the football pitch. Um, but you know, still to see to see Newcastle put sixty six points past them is a bit of a bit of a turn up. Um, I, look, I think they've got Steve Crichton going there next year. Kukal comes back. They'll, they'll be a force in a couple of years' time. Um, West Tigers for me is really interesting. The way that they're treating Tim Sheens, who's been there, won premierships as a coach. Uh, multiple times, and then to say that you know let's hurry up and get Benji in there who hasn't coached is a real interesting scenario for me. Look, it ain't Tim machines out there playing football, mm. um, and they just simply don't have the stock. You know, Luke Brooks is gone to Manly. Uh, they don't have a halfback. They don't know who's coming. They're talking about you know multiple players leaving the club. They're in they're in absolute die straits at the moment. Um, and then you let's look at the Cowboys. Now at the beginning of the year, everyone spoke about the Cowboys. They had made no changes to their their uh, structure, if anything, they've become a lot stronger. They've lost the finals to, to know how to get back to them. And they the smoky mate. Mm. <laughs> I have to say, after the last month of football, the way that they're playing, you've got to think that they're going to push for a top four place if they can keep that form up.
1: Yeah, and so we worked out that they'd have to win, I think it was nine of the last ten. Well, they've started with a bang, 70 pool points to nil. Uh, they do have... Um, a buy this week so they get another two points free there which will put them very close uh, towards that top four and then uh, they play the Seagulls the week after so it's a really good run home for the Cowboys Uh, right you can text questions in on double eight double three. any questions you've got for Timmy Manor the former Parramatta Eels and New South Wales prop you can drop them in the YouTube channel as well we'll take a short break when we come back we'll chat with Tim Manor about Warriors v Eels this Saturday night as well as State of Origin next Wednesday stay with us Running it straight on SCNZ, quarter past two, and we're very lucky to have on the line now uh, a man who played over 230 games for Parramatta as well as New South Wales, Uh, and he also does some commentary work and a great job at that on SCN. It is uh, Timmy Manor on the line. G'day, Tim. Oh mate, we're doing fantastically well. Now uh, let's rip straight into this weekend's game on Saturday night at 7.30. It is the Eels and the Warriors and uh, we spoke to one of our representatives from the TAB this morning who said before the Origin squads were named, the Eels were heavy favourites. Since they've lost uh, Clint Gutherson, Mitchell Moses, Regan, Campbell Gillard, the odds have flipped and now the Warriors are favourites. I'd say probably not great timing for the Parramatta Eels to have some of their big names out of the side.
0: Yeah, because you can also argue now with SJ in doubt. You know, if SJ goes missing, then it might flip back in the other way. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Sean Johnson.
1: Yeah, well, like you said, a slight question mark over him with his uh, with his wife uh, expecting a child. So, um, the Eels have been tracking really well recently, Timmy, and, and I guess at the start of the season things were a little bit shaky. Um, I think they lost uh, four of their first four, and then uh, they did, they did sort of get a bit of momentum back. And certainly over the last month or so, uh, they've had absolutely no problems scoring tries. How how difficult do you think it is going to be for them this weekend, just with those positional changes? Um, Sean Russell goes into fullback, and O'Rion Madison is into five eight. Is that going to be just a little bit too disruptive for them do you think
0: it's, it's a big ask like, I mean, they're definitely capable of, of getting the job done especially at home but it's it's not only not having for the game it's also lacking that leadership throughout the week so you've got senior players that aren't in and around the boys throughout the week and mm. um it does it's a big ask for a lot of young kids to step up and then deliver um you know I think the blessing in disguise of Junior follow, uh, not being an origin gives them at least one captain and one senior head back in the squad um but yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a very big task for the boys ahead this week.
3: Emma, how much is a distraction as the Dylan Brown um, saga um, enter the equation, Tim, it, along with the the origin and the and the, and the loss of those senior players?
0: Uh, to be honest, it doesn't seem like much of a distraction with what way they played. Like you know, they probably played their best footy in the last six weeks. So um, you know, having no Dylan hasn't really affected their football. The problem is this week you're losing not just Dylan, you're losing you know all your other Shot callers, you know, Gutho and Mitchell and Regan. So it's, you know, it, it makes the Dylan absence look even worse. Um, so I think, you know, the game that Mitchell missed last time with Origin, Gutho stepped up and really delivered for that team. Mm. So you had no Mitchell, no Dylan, but Gutho stepped up. But now you're missing all three. It just makes the task all much harder.
3: Yeah, you've got you've got a déjà we know too well down here with the Warriors, um, having played with us last year, and the house with Ryan Madison. You know, no Gutho at the back. You, you, you th- seem to think that the spine's gonna gonna tr- uh, be trouble. Did you get a chance to watch the Warriors last week against South? Like, no one over here picked that coming.
0: Yeah, I called that game with um with the boys last week. Um, yeah, mate, it was it was tough conditions. You know, and when when you have conditions like that, it's it's always hard to pick a team. You know, it's a of a coin sometimes in those those wet, greasy conditions. Um, I didn't think the Warriors were actually that bad either. I thought the Warriors um, still were playing good footy. Just, you know, they they came against a team that made sure they did all the little things right, got the job done. Um, I I like what I'm seeing from the Warriors this year. The Warriors, under Andrew Webster, they look disciplined. They look world-real. They're an 80-minute side. Uh, They're going to be tough to beat. I think this week is such an important game because Mm. if you look at the top eight, You know, I think Cowboys are coming hard. Yeah. And, you know, Parramatta, Warriors, maybe Cronulla, they're the teams that are behind their shoulder. And, um, you know, whoever wins this week, he's going to get a bit more breathing space in the back end of the year.
1: Yeah, it's so funny as well to me, like uh, Warriors fans here and I know media pundits as well before the weekend against the Rabbitohs were talking up the Warriors even as top four contenders and just how high they were flying. It, it seems like people have been brought back to it just a little bit following the loss against Souths. From what you are seeing of the Warriors, what what do you think is separating them from maybe making a top four? What's something that you've, that you've seen that you go, yep, they just need to tighten up there and they'll be a side that can genuinely challenge that top four and maybe a Premier yeah, you
0: know, I don't. I think that you know, if there's no reason why they can't be a top four side, I think they've got all the ingredients right there at the moment. Um, you know, if you add Roger in next year as well, all of a sudden you have got a you know really powerful side. Um, I, I, I don't see many weaknesses. I think you know Metcalf is still in at 5'8 um, You know, there's probably one spot there that they could um, you know be a little bit um, you know better in, but mm. it's, I think he's done a good job for you know the amount of experience he has and. Um, I, I like the way they're playing, they're playing so disciplined and it's just a, it's a different look Warriors I haven't seen in the past. Mm.
3: They have been, you've still got Tamari Martin to come back of course Marata Nōkure who you know too well at Parramatta, having to s- yeah. um, still serve a couple of weeks the, the home crowd mate, the Parramatta home crowd they're really hard to play over there in uh, Sydney how, how much of uh, oh, do you think point start they are, the crowd there?
0: Yeah Parramatta always got like a leg at the new stadium but I think um you know the, the Warriors are so used to now playing on the road after the last couple of years, and um, I think they'll take that into their stride. I, I, I think the the crowd won't be as big as, help as it has in the past because you've got so many young kids. That if anything, the bigger crowd is even more daunting. So you kind of I don't know how much of an advantage the crowd's going to be. Um, but yeah, the Warriors it's a it's a real make or break game for both teams because you win this game and all of a sudden that you know that top eight spot looks more likely. Um, I, I think. Yeah, you know, I think Sean Johnson's going to be the real, just deciding factor. If he's in the team, I think the Warriors are specials. If he's not, I think Parra can win. It's going to be a fiddle of coin. Mm,
1: before we uh, talk a little bit of Origin with you, Timmy, yeah, throw us a throw us a prediction for Saturday night. Let's assume Sean Johnson's playing. What do you reckon? Score wise, yeah. Well, if
0: he's if he's playing, I think I think Warriors will get. Up. I think it'll be a really tight one, um, and I think let's go twenty four twenty two to to the Warriors.
1: All right, we'll cut that up and we'll uh, we'll play that back out after the weekend. So, <laughs> uh, talk a little bit of Origin, mate. And I remember um, after game two, I was driving back home and I was listening to you boys uh, in the car, and you made mention of. Um, back in 2010 when you were given your um, Origin debut, and that was in a game three uh, after the coach had been sacked and Queensland would actually go on and, and sweep that one. They're on the verge of doing the exact same thing in very similar circumstances here where um, Freddie has you know called in a lot of guys uh, and dropped a lot of players ahead of this uh, game three. Talk us through, I guess what what that situation's like, when you're down 2-0 in a series, you've got a coach that is essentially fighting for his position, if not already lost it, and you, you're basically sweeping the broom.
0: Yeah, it's obviously a position I know all too well, coming into camp after losing the first two, and I was part of the sweeping changes, they, they made a lot of changes when I came in. Um, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a great environment to be in, to be honest with you. Know, it was very sombre, very dour, um, but... The exciting thing was it was my debut, so I was so excited, regardless of what the result, like what the circumstances were, I was just pumped to be playing for the Blues. Mm. Um, so you're going to have a lot of that. You're going to have a lot of guys like Bradman, Best, and Colin Tangi, and guys that have never played before. That, regardless of the you know the scenario of how many games have been played already, they don't care. They just they are just pumped to be living their dream, um, you know, doing something that they wish that they could have done their whole life. So I, I don't no Doubt that the injection of um, new players is going to be a positive. Yeah, you know, if you have the same players that lost the first two, it's um, they're mentally already broken. They've lost the first two, and you know, mentally they're they're just hanging in there. Um, mm. So I like that he's injected a lot of new faces that don't have the baggage of the last two games.
3: Hey, Timmy, just a, a couple of questions for me in and around this last game. How do you think the coaches have handled themselves? They seem like they're buying into every conspiracy out there, talking about the media <laughs> and what they're what they're talking about, which is sort of doesn't bode well for the game and and when you're talking about that environment being a somber environment what do you think the effect is on new south wales having been through and gone through so many plans in the series
0: yeah well you know i've got a lot of admiration for freddie you know, i'm a big fan of, of him as a coach um as him as a person as well um but you're right i think this series has, has um sh- shown a lot of um stress at times um and it's a, it's a position that brings a lot of stress and, and anxiety i think um but, you know, it's it's a tough role and the reason why it's uh, not for everyone. I think he's done a good job. But I've been really impressed with Billy Slater, to be honest. I remember watching game one when they won in really dramatic circumstances. And, you know, if it was any other coach, you'd see so much yahooing and celebration. And he just was so composed and calm at the end of game one, um, which really impressed me um, as a you know, as a former player, watching a coach with that um, you know, competence and be able to like just keep measured really showed why he's a good coach and why he'll have a big future in the coaching arena as well.
3: And, and what do you think about the, the amount of players? Like, New South Wales, if you have a look at the Queensland structure, they seem to they pick yep. a team, they stick with it. They, you know, they talked about Billy in that first game not being loyal and he made that change with Gagai and, and of course, Rhys Walsh. You know, they put Fido um, in the centres and, and Reese at the back. Whereas New South Wales, just in this one game, they've made 4,000 changes. What, what, <laughs> what's, what's that mean for the future of New South Wales?
0: Oh well, yeah. You know, honestly, I'm very careful what I say because I, I, I really. I Are you getting like on pretty, the
2: coaching um, staff? <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, no, nah, not at all, mate. Like, I wouldn't wish coaching on my enemies.
2: <laughs> 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 I
0: just, I, I just confused. Like you know, you look at Stefano. You know, he gave him the taste of game two. He got 11 minutes, and I, like, I probably thought it was a bit early for him to play, but I was happy for him. And I understood what they're trying to do: get a young kid, blood him in, and, and give him experience at Origin level. If anything, the, the the obvious thing would would be to play him game three. You know, like you want to get him more minutes in that arena. So for him tonight, even being a nineteen just baffled me. Um, you know, and just it just there's a whole lot of uh, you know selection. You know, I love Cody Walker. I think he should have been there for game two. Mm. But you didn't begin for game two, and then all of a sudden you've got a 33 year old playing in a dead rubber that you know, isn't really going to benefit the Blues long-term yeah. moving forward to get a taste of the arena at that, that, you know, this stage. Um, and I'm not sure whether they've gone into this game um, wanting to get people experience of that arena or whether they're trying to get the win. I'm not sure the way they picked his side. Um, but, you know, one's Freddie, he could probably fall on his feet and, and, and land it and jag a win maybe, but it's, a, it's a definitely an interesting looking side. I think, to, to your point about Queensland, it's a lot easier when you're winning games so if, mm. it's a lot easier to say they stuck with the team but of, of course they're going to stick with the team when they're getting results um, I think if they lost the first one or two they could probably be in the same position in terms of making changes we saw that happen over the last couple of years as well so mm-hmm. uh, I just think that the, the changes come as a result of losing games
1: Timmy just before we let you go um, you're a proud uh, New South Welshman and, and I'm sure you know all the people around your friends and mates and stuff are, are the same what What's your feeling about the future of it? Because Kempy and I have been talking over the last couple of weeks about how it, it almost has that feeling of Queensland returning to that dynasty type day. Like There's been a couple of years where it's gone back and forth and, yep, New South Wales got the two in a row. But you just look at this Queensland side and the confidence they have and the talent they have there and you're just thinking, man, are we in for another you know 10 long years if you're a New South w- Welshman? What, what's sort of the feeling from you and, and the people that you're around?
0: Yeah, it's it's got some of the the local people in the state uh, reaching for some and presence because it's you look at the the Queensland run they had eight in a row that you know immortal they had Cameron Smith and Johnathan Thurston and you know Cooper Cronk and Billy Slater and you just thought once they retired that you know it's our turn and we we had our two in a row and we thought this is it's the start of a new era and you look at Queensland's team now and like, they're no weaker than that side that won eight in a row you know they've got mm. so much depth. You know, they lose the Reece Walsh, AJ Brimson's fight straight in. Pong is in the in the wings waiting as well. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's pretty scary to think about the depth and the, and the, the youth they have in that side. Uh, that said, I'm really optimistic about the, the Blues talent pool. Like We've got a lot of young kids coming through that are so talented. And, um, you know, guys that even aren't playing this game, but like Tony Sagan's name came up the last couple of days. Um, you know, we have so much talent there to get excited about. Um, I'm, not, I'm not buying into the whole you know, Queensland own it for the next ten years. I think um, it's going to be very competitive moving forward.
3: Hey Timmy, just just uh, finally, um, very quickly, Ando this week. Every ticket uh, five bucks goes towards the Daniel Anderson Fund, mate. That's a great cause.
0: Absolutely, mate. He's um, I'm I'm pretty vocal about how much I love playing under Ando. He was my favourite coach to play under. Um, he he's a special person, different to any other coach I've been under as well. Just a Different character, and I know the people in New Zealand um, would have fond memories of his time there, but um, really special human, and, you know, it's really unfortunate to see what he's gone through, but love the support that everyone's um, showing, and hopefully we can raise some good money to make, you know, his life just a bit easier. Like, it's you know, it's it's a really tough position to be in, so anything that can be done to make his life a bit smoother is great. Um, you know, I'm excited. I've got, um, you know, a bit of uh, an old boy's day. A lot of the guys that have played under Endo are going to the game this week as well, so we're all... Um, excitedly chatting about getting together again and I can't wait to celebrate you know, Ando and, and hopefully support um, supporting him and raising
3: some good funds. Well done, well done to me, all the old boys. Have a good day there today and uh, well done to the Parramatta Club for that support for Daniels. Anderson, thanks a lot for joining us and running it straight this afternoon.
0: Thanks boys, appreciate it.
1: There you go, uh, Timmy Manor there, former New South Wales and Parramatta prop with some thoughts on both the game this weekend and the game next Wednesday. You might want to react to that. You can text on double eight double three. You can jump on the phone as well, 0800 150 811. If you're watching on YouTube, you can drop a comment there as well. We'll take a short break for news, sport and weather. When we come back, we will uh, have a look at this weekend's games on Running It Straight Here. Thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. 28 minutes away from 3 here on SENZ running it straight. Uh, give us a call 0800 150 A11 or drop us a text 8833 and on the YouTube live. Uh, so the game this weekend against the Eels at 7.30. It's the kick-off. We'll be on air here, here on SENZ from 7 uh, with build-up and then live commentary uh, from Combat Stadium in Sydney. The Eels currently sitting in 6th position and the Warriors in 8th and like I said the Warriors favourites at the TAB. The side that got named yesterday by Andrew Webster starting in the fullback position, Charles Nicol Klukstar, the two wingers, Dallin Watini's Elise and Marcelo Montoya, Rocco Berry and Adam Pompey in the centres and then Luke Metcalf and Sean Johnson in the halves. The two props, Bunty Awha, Adam Fenua Blake, Wade Egan is the starting hooker, Jackson Ford, Mitch Barnett in the second row and Toru Harris the number 13, Dylan Walker, Bailey Sirin and Tom Harley and Freddie Lusick on the interchange Kempy, so it's a pretty much an unchanged seventeen from that Rabido's game. But are you and Timmy Manners camp is, is it Sean Johnson or no Sean Johnson? The difference in this game?
3: Oh look, I think so. I think Sean Johnson game management, um, especially against a side that's struggling and with a spine, a whole new spine by the looks of it. Uh, Sean Johnson's going to make a hell of a difference so we're yet to find out whether or not he's going to make the side and play I know he's been named but you know, you've know still got a, a bit of water to go under the bridge before they hit Sydney and, and play this game um, and Timmy's dead right You know it's a totally different look if Sean Johnson plays
1: So Ronald Volkman is on the uh, extended bench you'd think he's the man who comes in should Sean Johnson drop out but how does that role Play between uh, Volkman and Metcalf. Who who sort of takes what on? Do you think?
3: Oh, Volkman has to take it on. Yep. So you know, Luke Metcalf at the moment's just sitting out there. He's got a roving role in and around the back. He hangs out that left edge. Um, he's not in there dictating what's going on with that four pack. So. I think I think really um, that game management will really fall on Torhu Harris's shoulders in and then around the middle of the park and Wade Egan especially will need to step up as well so um yeah it isn't a, a decision's not been made yet about Sean but you know Vogman coming in it, it doesn't mean that the team can't win the game it's just going to make it a little bit harder what about um
1: the forward pack from uh, the week last weekend against Rabbitohs what they need to do this weekend now you mentioned that they got a little bit bullied up front by uh, the Rabbitohs uh, what would you like to see them do differently against the eels
3: well well, I think, I think with South Sydney, the the question was asked in the rain where the weather was a little bit, um, you know, it wasn't very good for any, any of the team to play that type of expensive football, that handling and the passing and so forth, and the errors are coming. They just need to get back to what they're doing well. You know, they need to go forward. They need to win the ruck. You know, as you know, their play-the-ball speed's been very good. Wade Egan's mm. been getting out, and Sean Johnson's been having a ball on the back of it. If they if they struggle up against any forward pack. Like they did against South Sydney, then it's going to make the games harder for them to win. So I'm pretty sure Andrew Webster would have talked about this week. The challenge would, be, would have been laid, and this week against Parramatta, you got to remember they're sitting in sixth position. Yeah. And uh, another thing Timmy said was, you know, to win this one you get a little bit of breathing space. They don't want to lose this one. As we said, if we thought South Sydney was a game they should have won, yeah. this is a must-win game.
1: Well, and look, you'd, you'd just be absolutely gutted, Kempy If at the end of the weekend the Warriors did go down to the Eels, and you're looking at two games which before you know the month started you would have said uh, those are two very, very hard games to win they've, they've been handed to us on a platter with those injuries to, to the Rabidos and the outs they had now the Eels without Clint Gutherson Mitchell Moses, Regan Camel-Gillard and Dylan Brown like you said, no spine in one of their senior front rowers it would just be a massive opportunity lost to not get the two points that's, this weekend. That's and, exactly right. And, and it could be the difference between, yeah, between making finals football, not making finals football, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, just quickly, the Eels side for you. Sean Russell starting in fullback, uh, Mike Casivo and uh, Isaac Lemu on the wings. Bailey Simonson, Will Penasini in the centres. Ryan Madison and Dejan Asi in the halves. Then we've got uh, Hickey Odin and Junior Bolo in the... Hook and uh, the props. Brennan Hands is the hooker. Bryce Cartwright, Andrew Davey the second row. <coughs> Jermaine Hopgood, the thirteen. Although, how does that work with him named in the extended bench for Queensland? I, I guess if they don't see themselves using him, he gets to play. I don't that's, know how that, that's exactly right. How if, that works. if they
3: get through the week without any injuries, he'll play. Um, so you know, I'm expecting Jermaine to play.
1: And then uh, Luca Moretti, uh, Joe Offengawai, Sean Lane, and Makahisi Makatoa on the interchange. Like it's not, it's not a strong eel side can be no by any and, stretch.
3: and especially with Ryan Madison at 5'8 and and Dejan RC at halfback, you know what I mean? On the back of that, Junior Paulo, what, what did he do to miss out on the New South Wales side? That's what I was talking to Tim about. What about all these players that are being pulled in and, and just dropped? You know, do they want to play for New South Wales in the in the in the future? Uh, look, they've got Fords definitely in there that can that can cause enough headaches for the uh, Warriors Ford pack, but it's their backline that I I see where we've got the wood over them if Sean Johnson plays. Um, Ryan Madison, you got to think that Day De- Dejan kicking game has to step up. Uh, you know, if, if they if they can put pressure on Usie, then they can they can restrict them to just yardage sets only and mm. uh, get get a lot of good ball. I can see a lot of attack coming the Warriors' way. Sean playing and also a lot of points against this Parramatta side.
1: Yeah, it's. Um Look, it's a real marker for the Warriors. This one, um, yeah. A text in even and here from Dale says we've lost to an understrength Broncos team and an understrength Rabbitohs team. Can see it happening again. Unfortunately, too much complacency? Question mark from Dale.
3: Yeah, look, complacency. I, I just think you know I, I take my head off to Demetrio who who coached a very. Uh, good game last week. He he asked. You got to remember that South Sydney they've had thirty points put on them in the last four games, and yeah. then they've come down and they've stopped the Warriors, who had scored thirty plus points against the opposition and restricted them to six points. His, his tactical game was spot on. They got behind a really good forward pack, and and the kicking game, uh, especially of Walker, was outstanding. They they you know a few tries scored off uh, some very good attacking kicks. Now. Complacency. I just think that, you know, sometimes you get asked the question and you don't roll your sleeves up. And it was that simple. Our forwards this mm. weekend need to roll their sleeves up.
1: Paul from Kitty Kitty is texting saying, Hi guys, that's twice I've sat in the rain and watched the wires get pumped. Why didn't we learn from the Roosters game to prepare knowing it was going to rain? Also, Sean's bombs were uncontested and Alex Johnson swallowed them up. Anyway, I flushed the dunny on that game. That's Paul from Kitty Kitty. But yeah, the kicking game. Can I just
3: talk about that for a second? Yes, please. Okay, do. just to let you know. So when you're looking at a really good kicking game and, you, and you've got go forward and you're in the middle of the park and you're actually winning that forward battle, then you're getting down there and you're contesting the football. Now, if you're continually going back and you're travelling, what happens is that you end up travelling a couple of metres back all the time extra and it takes the energy out of your feet so that when you get the ball back and you go down the field, you're still catching your breath, therefore your kick chase isn't as good, Paul. And and that's why it's so important for you to roll your sleeves up in the middle of the park when you're asked the question. Oh, I remember saying to Sammy on Saturday night, mate, the guests getting towed up in the ruck. You know, they really they really need to get stuck in here. Stop being expensive. If they're gonna move that ball, they need to go, you know, and hang out on a third mm. and then have a shot. But they just went straight into this offensive structure, and it didn't play into their hands when they were getting towed up in the middle. So, oh look, I think they can they can jump the fence. And that's that what the, that's what they'll be asked this week. Jump the fence, get get back behind a good go forward, get a kicking game. You'll see the kick chase work uh, a hell of a lot better if they can do that.
1: Uh, drop us a text on 8883. Let us know how you see the game ha- uh, planning out this weekend, or drop us a comment on the YouTube live, Kempe. What is your prediction for Saturday night? Oh, if look, Sean plays, I,
3: I think I think if Sean plays, I think the Warriors do it, and they and they. Do it quite well. I think they are hurting after the, the, the loss against South Sydney. The competition. They'll be looking at the ladder. They know that these two points are critical, uh, especially with the next two games coming up before the bye. Um, and it's a must win game. You know they need to throw everything into this game. Forget about what's coming around the corner and just get the job done this week. So hopefully Sean plays. That's a, that's a key um, key acquisition. Sean playing seven on uh, on Saturday night do, against uh, Parramatta.
1: Do you think that's a almost a kickoff game time? Not decision, but we won't know until.
3: I don't think we'll know an hour before kickoff. He ain't going to let Parramatta. You know, he want want Parramatta to be prepared for Sean Johnson to play. Mm. You're not going to. You know. You're not going to say Volkman's going to go in there, otherwise. Yeah, you know, coaches will be thinking a lot different. They'll be thinking, of "Where do we head?" All that sort of stuff. They'll just say, "Well, Johnson's playing."
1: Yeah. Okay. We're going to take a break here on running it straight. When we come back, we'll have a look at some of the other big games on this weekend. There is a a big buy round with lots of teams out of action. You can call as well. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. I see Joey's on the line there. Joey, just hold, and we will uh, we'll get you right after the break. 14 minutes away from three here running it straight thanks to South Seas Healthcare and uh, got to remind you of the Warriors voicemail 0800 37 go Warriors your chance to win a big big package including free tickets uh, merchandise uh, spending money phone plans every, it's, it's amazing all you have to do is ring up and tell us why you're the biggest fan are uh, the games that are on this weekend you got the Tigers Sharks Dragons Raiders Eels Warriors Rabbitohs Bulldogs and Titans Dolphins we'll talk through some of the other games very shortly but we've got Joey calling in on the line G'day Joey.
2: Yeah, get Yeah, look at You know, if uh, Johnson plays, they they should win. Um, and influential players make a massive difference, and and he is, and, and the influential players that that Parramatta have, have lost, um, especially Moses and uh, Gufferson. You know, they're huge, but the players coming in, and you've got a squad of you know twenty five or whatever. Players coming in and can fill that gap, but not as influential as what those two players are, and you know, um, you know what. With Johnson, in running the show, and he's run the show all the season. With, without him, I noticed when they played Cornella when he went off with a head knock, they they started struggling a little bit. But when he come back on, uh, the game changed again, you know. And and um, with the way Johnson's playing, he's in the best career, you know, that he that has been playing at the moment. Yeah, career best you know, Yeah, I'm not saying that that uh you know good good sides or above average sides should win this game. You know, if the Warriors have got any chance of making the top four or being a real threat, they should beat Parramatta with the, the, the loss that Parramatta has. And I'm not saying that if they lose, it's, it's the end of you know, it's whatever. But looking at it, they should win that game. And and that's the difference between sides that are, that are just average and sides that are above average. The sides that are above average will get over the sides that... that
3: that are like Parramatta when they've lost players like that. That's how I see it. Yeah, and that's and that's the rule um, of thumb, Joe. You know, like when when you lose the teams that are below average, then the top the top teams look at it and go, "Well, we know how to beat them." You know, these 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 lesser teams have really muscled up in the middle, or they've done something with their kicking game or whatever. And and that's the the ripple effect that happens. And you're dead right. In this competition, this is the problem of the competition this year. They went from fifth to eighth. They lose again on the weekend. They could po- possibly drop out of the eight. So you know these games when you say must-win games, it's because of the the way the way the competition is structured this year. The three buys, um, and especially through this Origin period where you think we should be winning because we're getting a bit of a hand up, three Parramatta players playing Origin uh, the following Wednesday, you're dead right. You know that. that um, that management from Sean Johnson, I think, has been outstanding this year. It really needs to be played out on Saturday night.
2: Yeah, just quickly, Quint, Ken before I go, you know, I just thought Johnson's kicking game uh, in, in the wet, you know, as you know, has been an ex-leaguey, you know, kicking the ball along the ground in the wet is a lot harder to pick up. They kicked Johnson, and I said to my brother, I said, Johnson will take nine out of ten of those catches, not a problem, because he's that good a footballer as a winger. Now, kicking the high ball, yes, I know it's hard in the wet to take it. But tell you what, it's quite, quite very hard to take the ball when you kick it along the ground as well. And we didn't see, I didn't see Johnson put probably any kicks along the ground. Roberts, no. Because when you put the ball along the ground, the ball can go anyway. You know, it's the bounce of the ball. And it's very hard to pick up when guys are coming at you, you know, at 100 miles an hour to tackle you. When you, you, you're panicking, you try to pick the ball up, you've got more chance of knocking it on, or even the ball but little kick in behind them and even if he kicked to
3: the sideline. Yeah, and, and, and they scored a couple of tries, Joey. They scored a couple of tries from that, didn't they, on Walker's kicking game. He's very good. But the other part of that was said to Sammy on Saturday night during the commentary is we can't believe they didn't kick it to the young bloke that got his debut. Yeah. So why would you kick it to Johnson? He's you know he's arguably, well, he's up there with, what is he, the third um, most try scorer behind Stephen Menzies at the moment. Um, I think he equaled his record as uh, third equal. So, um, yeah, Joey, look, I can hear what you're saying. The, the, big, the big part for... Uh, a winner on the weekend is definitely going to come down to our forwards if they can go forward and, and jo- uh, johnson is playing then his man management should get them home yeah they need to win this game
2: without a doubt if they yeah. win this game they can go no, definitely definitely i think make the top four if they nice. lose
1: it they could go out you're dead right yeah nice joey go ahead, go ahead. I appreciate your call as always my friend uh, 0800 one five eleven if you do want to jump aboard um yeah, I think sitting in third with uh, Steve Menzies, as you mentioned, Kempy, uh, Billy Slater, and Ken Irvine ahead of him at the moment. And yeah, the thingy way that the way he's going, um, he will catch him eventually. Alex Johnston. Uh, some of the other games on this weekend tomorrow night: Tigers, Sharks. Um, gee, that if the Tigers can't sharpen up the act from last weekend. That could be another shellacking for the Sharks, who have done a pretty good job of avoiding um, Origin this year. Kempy, none of their players really. Um, getting pulled in. Um. So. Um. Yeah. I. I think the sharks do an absolute number on the tigers tomorrow night, unless something special has taken place. in, in uh, Western I can, well, Sydney I can't this see week.
3: It. I can't. I can't see it. Not the way that the Cronulla are playing. We watched watched them last week. You know what I mean? And um, we had a multi going on the breakfast show, and we just did a couture to score for one of the punters and that <laughs> in to, to pick up a, a decent winning, and, and he couldn't score. Um, and I know you had one going yeah, too. Yeah,
1: I had um, Dominic Young for the Knights. And yeah, yeah. they scored 66.
3: Look, I, I still think Cronulla scored plenty of points against West Tigers. It's about yeah. picking who scores them. That's the, that's the big thing. That's true. Uh, Dragons Raiders
1: Friday night at 10pm. Um, the Raiders who uh, last week... Um, tipped up the titans in a relatively close match 26-22. Um, it's in uh, Dragons land, Dragons territory up at um Wynn Stadium in Wollongong. What do you reckon?
3: Oh I don't like St George at the moment either. You know what I mean? I think um, the Raiders are coming home. I think Ricky's, you know, bouncing around and saying all the all the all the <laughs> the usual run into the final um, clichés. I just think, you know, the the Dragons I'd Ben Hunt, what's he doing? You know what I mean. Yeah. I, and I just think, you know, they've got a long uh, fight on their hands with the West Tigers in the last nine rounds.
1: Rabbits, bulldogs on Saturday night at nine thirty-five. The rabbits without Cameron. Oh, you got Kamu- to take, take the
3: rabbits. Ka- they're without Cam Murray,
1: Cody Walker, Damian Cook, uh, Keon Uh That's no spine for the rabbitos.
3: Yeah, it's a, a. I don't. I don't think a man... Well, we thought the same thing, didn't we?
1: Okay. Yep. Okay. Titans, Dolphins on uh, Sunday at six oh five. Oh it's actually a reasonably tough one to pick Dolphins it's interesting Dolphins no uh, Hamiso uh, Fido, and no Felice Cafusi as well but uh, a lot of outs for the Titans no Brimson no Fafido no Foto no Tino so there's some good games this weekend and then of course the bye uh, Broncos, Cowboys, Knights, Panthers, Roosters, Manly and the Storm they'll get the the free two points Uh, we'll take another short break here wrap up the show after that as well as get through uh, just a couple of your questions that have come through on YouTube stay with us couple of minutes away from three, we're about to hand over to the run home. Uh, just a reminder, we do have live commentary of the Warriors and the Eels on Saturday night. Uh, build up from 7pm with live kickoff at 7.30. Just uh, finishing off with a couple of quick messages from Isaac on YouTube. It says, I'm a tad worried, boys. Eels on an eight uh, five-game win streak. And if you consider those five losses the Eels had were all under eight points, they could and probably should be a top four team. I would certainly say so, Kempi, if they had those, uh, those three Origin guys in there.
3: Yeah, and look, I think if they had the three Origin guys in the there this uh, week, they'd be they'd be certainties. You know the way that they've been planned. Um, and there's you know a good reason why they're in the in the New South Wales team. So. Um, Mate, it's a hard one to pick. I just hope that mm. uh, Sean Johnson goes over and plays.
1: Another, well, given that, text here from Bloomers who says, Johnson ain't going by the looks. The club just posted the players making milestones and didn't post, Sean, Cormier. a detective. <laughs> that's from Bloomers. <laughs> that's a good work from you, Bloomers. Uh, that's us for another week of Running It Straight. We'll be back next Wednesday and catch us for live commentary on Saturday night. But there'll be plenty of rugby league coverage and build up between now and then across SENZ. The Run Home with Kirsten Beeve coming up next.